850 KFUO Worldwide, KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. Thanks for being alongside with me today for the Midday Moments program. It's time now on this Friday afternoon for our Moment in Scripture segment with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Hi, Matt. Hi, Gary. Great to be with you again. So good to be with you. And what would you like to highlight in our reading from last week? It was first, uh, first Peter 1 all the way through uh, Second Peter Um I, to the end of that, I believe, right? That's exactly right. So these are two uh, books of the Bible written by none other than Peter, as you might have guessed, right. first and second Peter. Um, so this is Simon Peter the Apostle. So this is Peter, one of Jesus' disciples. Uh, so Peter's writing this first book, this first letter, to Jews, Jews primarily, but Gentiles, but primarily Jews who have been scattered. So they're beyond Israel, they're in different parts around the Mediterranean, especially in Asia Minor. So he's writing to them even as they're facing suffering. So they're facing, like so often was the case in the early church, uh, suffering and persecution for the sake of the faith, uh, for the sake of following Christ. And so Peter encourages them as he writes. Um, so I, I want to pick up on a couple of verses that where he does that and he encourages them and maybe encourages them to change their perspective. And then a couple other verses that are, you know, kind of famous verses that maybe we don't even realize they come from First Peter. Um, so, yeah, the, the encouragement in the face of suffering. So, chapter 1, uh, beginning with verse 6, uh, this is what uh, Peter has to say to them. Uh, he says, In this you rejoice, now though for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you have not, you do not now see him, you believe him in and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtain the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So you can kind of hear the, the, the words of encouragement, rejoicing, uh, mentioned a number of different times, glory, the outcome of your faith. So he's trying to get them to look beyond the suffering that they're enduring now. Uh, look beyond that to that glory that is to come, especially at Jesus' return. Uh, Jesus is going to return. Things will be made right. There is hope. Hang in there. Hang in there. Um, and I think that those are words for us to heed today, too. Uh, during times when maybe, you know, maybe even this holiday season, Gary, we, we feel like sometimes uh, as Christians, maybe there are certain family or friends that try to avoid us <laughs> or, <laughs> or maybe avoid getting into conversations about religion with us right, know at the very least. Know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What is it? Avoid politics and religion, yeah, right? Right. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes I know folks, Christians, that feel like, oh, boy, people just, they kind of avoid those topics, and maybe they avoid conversation altogether with me. Um, you know, during the times when perhaps we face some persecution of, of different sorts for our faith, a good words to remember, that God is going to set all things right. Uh, and then even beyond that, I think of those who are you know, severely persecuted, uh, Peter reminds them, and he uses his words of uh, testing and, and the genuineness of your faith and, and comparing it to gold that's even tested by fire, this refining. Um, you know, sometimes those, those trials, uh, whether it's persecution or even other sufferings in life, I suppose, that can refine our faith, too. And it can really point us to 
to Christ. I think of, of Paul's words, um, you know, your grace is sufficient for me, uh, Lord. Um, your power is made perfect in my weakness. Um, this idea that in our weaknesses, our struggles, even persecutions, that our faith can be strengthened, it can be refined, and God can use it even for a greater purpose. You know, as sinful people, when, we're, when everything's going right and perfect, or as perfect as it can here in, in this earth, uh, we're, we're fine. We're doing okay. And, and, you know, sometimes people don't think of faith as much. But when things are down and things are bad or things are even scary in the world, then you start thinking more about, oh, well, maybe I should pray a little bit more. Yep, exactly. When those trials come, that refining yeah. comes. Yeah. We, so trials are good. They can be. They can. Yeah. They're not fun. No. That, but, <laughs> they hurt. But they, yeah, they hurt. Uh, but yeah, they, they can be. And God can use those as times when uh, we draw closer to him, where we realize, Lord, I can't do this on my own. Right. I need your presence every passing hour. Now, we always need his presence, right? We mm-hmm. always need his strength. Uh, but it's during those times of trials where perhaps we, re- we see that a little more clearly and, and we're a little more quick, like you said, to come to him in prayer and quiet right. cry out to him. So, yeah, to even rejoice in our trials. Uh, not easy, not fun, but yet um, a refining, as Peter says in, in chapter one. What we need to remember, yeah. though, is to come to him in our good times, too, and, and just talk to him about our good times and thank him for what's happening in our lives. Yeah, well, especially this Thanksgiving week, right? right? We need mm-hmm. to, uh, yeah, to give thanks to God. You know, so oftentimes we uh, we are so quick to ask for God for things or uh, make requests, uh, but we're slow to say thank you. And, uh, you know, God forgive us for those times. And, right. you know, I'm thankful for holidays like Thanksgiving, even though kind of a secular holiday, right? But yet still as Christians, we use that as an opportunity to to give thanks to God, to pause and give thanks. And, and hopefully that extends beyond just Thanksgiving Day, but but our whole lives, uh, for sure. Yeah. A couple other quick things uh, in, in 1 Peter in particular. Uh, chapter 3, verse uh, 21, we, we quote this verse when someone's baptized a lot of the times, in, in uh, the Lutherans' uh, circles at least. Um, it's, Peter simply says, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So just that, that simple phrase, baptism now saves you. I think that's that's pretty powerful. It, it tells us that baptism is more than just something that's symbolic. It's more than just a ritual. But this this water and the word, this is God's means of grace, that he brings about forgiveness and salvation through baptism. So baptism is a big deal. <laughs> baptism now saves mm-hmm. you. Uh, I think that's a, a powerful verse. Just the to, words know, connected yeah, just, to that baptism are very important, too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's more than just water. It's water and the word combined together. That makes mm-hmm. a baptism, that baptism that now saves you. And then just one other verse I um, wanted to point out while we're, while we're together, Gary. Uh, chapter 5, verse 8 um, talks about uh, the devil, okay? Uh, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour, resist him firm in the faith. So uh, it reminds us the devil's not just a cartoon character, not make-believe. No, he's, he's real. He's prowling a lot around like a roaring lion. He wants to devour us, and especially Christians, uh, but resist him firm in the faith. And I think that's, that's the good news. You know, it's not like uh, we are powerless against this devil who roams around, but we can resist him firm in the faith. Uh, the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. 
Um, so yeah, be on guard against the devil, but we don't need to fear the devil. We have that promise that the one who is in us, Christ Jesus even, is greater than the one who is in the world, the devil who's prowling around. So two extremes to be avoided. You know, on the one hand, we don't want to think that the devil is make-believe and, you know, nothing to worry about and just foolishness. But on the other hand, we don't want to say, oh, boy, we have to be super, super scared and afraid of the devil and fearful. No, it's kind of in the middle that, you know, he's real. Mm -hmm. He is dangerous. But uh, we can resist him firm in the faith, firm in Christ Jesus. We don't have to be afraid. Right. Would you like to lead us in the prayer as we wrap up this segment? Yeah, thanks, Gary. I'd be happy to. Uh, Lord God, we thank you for uh, your word, for the disciples who spoke that word, certainly in their lives, but whose words, and inspired by the Spirit, still speak to us today, like the words of Peter. Uh, Lord, we uh, ask that we would indeed uh, resist the devil, standing firm in the faith, affirm in our baptism, which you promise uh, now saves us through water and the word uh, and the salvation you give through baptism. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for being on the program, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Gary. We are listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. As we uh, get closer to the end of the year, I would like you to think about making a year-end tax-deductible gift to KFUO and support this worldwide ministry.